Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Uh, we've got some big, big news just come out this morning that I read is a Josh Schuster. Actually, before we get that, sorry, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Here's the 12 stores in Spotlight. Bayfields Belrose, DY Hotel Bayfields, IGA Liquor George's Hall, Fleet Street Wine Taramara, IGA Bundina, IGA Eden, Full Moon Hotel Sandgate, Paddington in Brisbane, the Paddo. Uh, Gracemere Hotel near Rockhampton, Rockhampton, Legends Wurrungaree on the Gold Coast, The Cellar in Byron Bay and Bangalore, and in Queensland, all Celebration Superstores. We are featured in their new catalogue. There's a win. There's a win. And it's all thanks to you guys. So we are now in all Celebration Superstores in Queensland. So make sure, get in there. As I said, guys, if you get in there and we, we do a really good next 12 months, not even 12 months, six months, They'll put us in nationwide into all different kinds of stores, like the IJ liquor stores, the Celebrations, uh, the Bottleos. So get in there. We're now in all. If you have a Celebration Superstore, get down there, grab a case of bloke in a bar. Also, these uh, bloke jerseys, they may or may not be coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. Now, major talking points. Uh, Schuster's manager, allegedly, from uh, Danny Wadler, he has said that they have put the club on notice via email. He said he wants to be clear... It's not Schuster kicking up a stink. Apparently, it's Schuster's manager sending an email to Manly saying, you promised us he would be playing six. He is not playing six. Uh, now, from my own experience, actually, I'll get your first thoughts as footy fans, and then I'll tell you my own experience in contract negotiations. The great Kangaroo. Yeah, well, for me, straight up, like, I love Schuster. Great player. I mean, he hasn't played so far this season. Mm. Uh, last year was his first year. He did exceptionally well. I think they've also got to take into consideration how well Kieran Foran has been playing. Hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a move that I would make at the moment in the future, definitely. Uh, but he hasn't played this year. I don't know how you could be putting a club on notice. Hmm. For Do you think it's more along the lines of if you re-sign Foran, he's playing six, or we want some clarity? What do you think, Tim? There's a few few parts to sort of take apart from. We'll hear the managerial side from you in a second, but for the manager to come out and say, you know, this is me speaking, not Josh Schuster speaking, mm. I find that really intriguing that they're not sort of going in tandem there with that. 
I don't really. I'm I'm intrigued by it because I don't see a world where Josh Schuster was playing five out for Manly, barring injuries to Kieran Foran. Mm. We know he's had his injury issues, but he's still one of the most best controlling. He's still one of the better halves in the game. All right, maybe not as dominant as he has been in the past, but mm. with him and DCE in there, Schuster was always going to be an edge back rower for them. Um, so I, I'm a little surprised. I, I mean. I don't until Foran retires or DC retires, Schuster will be a back row for Manly mm. barring injuries. So it, it's a bit of an odd one. And a bloody good back rower too. He's a really good back row. Like. And he's, it's not like he's out in the fucking stink getting yeah. no ball. Um, so <clears throat> this is this is what I think has happened. We have to remember the context in which Foran was signed. He was at the end of his career. We didn't know whether he could even get through a whole season. The doggies didn't even want him. Think about the doggies now going, fuck, we probably could have used Kieran Foran. Um, <laughs> So the doggies didn't even want him because of the injuries. Rah, rah. He had to basically take a massive pay cut, a massive risk, goes to Manly. And even when he signed, the questions were, well, Schuster may get that job because now it's very obvious to us. Oh, Foran, he's a quality half. That's very obvious to us now. It wasn't so obvious 12 months ago. 12 months ago, it was like, fuck, is Foz done? And is, can, he body, can his body handle a full season of NRL? I think 90% of the NRL would have thought that. Very few people would have said, Foran's going to go to Manly and play... Not arguably, but he would play nearly every game and be one of their better players. So what I think has happened is, is Schuster, when Foran did come to the club, had just, we hadn't re-signed yet. So they're negotiating and they would have said to Schuster, Foran's going to play there for a year and then we're going to put you in. Manly wouldn't have thought Foran hadn't... Like, no one thought Foran had two more years in him. So Manly are going... They're banking on the fact that, look, Foran, he's going to get a job done for a year, then we put Schuster in there. Now Manly's sitting there going, fuck, like, Foran is playing really good footy. Probably the best footy he's played in, like... Mate, this, this year specifically, the best footy... I think it's the best footy he's played since... Oh. Probably since he was in a Manly jersey. Yeah, I, like, honestly, like, I can't remember a time where he's contributed this much. So I think they've said, if you sign for X amount, you will play back row. But we promise you that in 2022 or three, um, we will, you'll play six. Thoughts? I would also add, I reckon that Schuster's manager would be well aware of the young 5'8 they've got coming through the grades, young Finu. They just signed him on a huge deal. He is probably the best young footballer in the country at the moment. So I think that they could probably see the timing-wise that if Foran plays for another year or two, it mm. might be time for Finu to come into this side. And Josh Schuster <coughs> could be the guy to miss out there. So I reckon that would also be playing a role in mm. these comments timing-wise. What do you think up here in that, Timmy? Yeah, I, I like your reasoning for it all. And it still confuses me a little bit. I don't see what... if He may not have a massive issue with playing mm. um, in the back row, Schuster, but um, as the Guru said, he's so damn good at it. He plays. He doesn't play as a traditional back, back row. He plays that Wade Graham type. You know, he's, he's, they go to him early. He gets early ball. He mm. has runners coming off him. So he's not playing as a traditional back rower. He's not playing as a 5'8", but in a very good team that went within a whisker of a grand final last year. Mm. He's an important member of the club. You've got to remember, he's still young. He's only a few seasons into his NRL tenure. Um, He'd be 21 yeah. max, so I just, max. I don't see what the rush is. And, and I don't see why the manager would feel the need to, to come and put the club on notice for something so small. Yeah. I, I, no, I agree with you. I think it's, it's tough because, like, the manager clearly has spoken to Danny Wilder. I don't know that, but it seems that the case. That's the, that's the case. I think what the manager is doing is getting clarity, getting clarity of, like, I need to put this out there fucking now so that in 12 months' time, I don't, fuck, we're not sitting there going... Oh, sorry, Josh, like, the new kid's coming through. He's just signed on a five-year deal. You're now back rower for the rest of your career, or at least for the foreseeable future. Whereas if they come back to 
to if Manly come back to Schuster's manager and say, look, uh, Foran's gone around another year, and we the promise that we made, we now long we now no longer can keep that promise because we have the young guy coming through. Then Schuster has clarity of like, okay, so at this club, I'm a back rower, and if I want to be a six and get six money, I need to start. You know, I guess. From Schuster's perspective, he could say, hey, I signed a contract under the conditions that I would be playing six. So from a team perspective, very easy for us to sit there and go, well, of course Foran should play six. Like, that's what's best for the team. He's got experience. He's been playing well. But for, uh, Schuster uh, reportedly has signed a contract under the agreement that he would be playing six. And now it looks like that agreement, even though it's verbal, uh, has been, I guess, fo- hasn't been followed through with yet. Uh, I know in my personal experience when I was at the Broncos, I signed a contract, uh, basically, listen, Denon, can you take unders? We know you're worth more, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I told you about it. So my debut year, um, my debut year, I ran for the most metres of an NRL debut, 250. I, I thought it was 270, but Fox has it as 256. 256 metres, and I don't know if it still holds a record, but they put it up. They put it up the other Recently it saying does, it was yeah. a record, so I'll fucking take that shit. It's probably not that <laughs> record, but I'll fucking take it. I'll take it, baby. Woo! That's a great pub I'm going to have, motherfucker. <laughs> That's great pub I'm Beat that shit. Uh, anyway, there's been some great, like, think about, like, all the great debut point <laughs> records, and then there's fucking Denon Kemp there. It's like the four tries at Broncos. It's like Steve Renoff, Wendell Saylor, uh, Justin Hodges, Carmichael Hunt, and then it's got... Dead and Kemp, and then it's Israel Folau. It's like all international, like, could be argued that they're the best in their position for a generation, and there's just the beak flying in the middle there. Um, <laughs> um, so, look, I, I, so anyway, I, I, ran, I had a great debut year. And, and honestly, if you had that debut year, the four games that I played, if you had that now, you're honestly looking at the hype would be outrageous. And you're looking at, like, three, 400, maybe even 500K deal. That's how crazy it's gotten these days. So I go into negotiations thinking, fuck yeah, like I don't care. I'm, I'm, I just want to be at the Broncos. Like I love them so much. I'll do anything for them. I just want um, an opportunity. So I go in and I thought in my head, I was thinking if they offer me 75K a year, fuck, I'll be stoked. Like that is massive. Like so I, I went home, I was calculating, fuck, I'd be earning this much a month. That is fucking so good. Like so keen. And I go in there and they were like, look, we got no money in the cap. Well, not only can we not offer you a bigger deal, we can't even offer you a two, three-year deal. We can only offer you a one-year 50K deal. But we promise you two things. First, we promise you'll start on the wing in 2008. Second, we promise you that you will be upgraded when there's money in the cap next year. Both of those things didn't come true. Didn't start the year on the, on the sting, even though I ended up coming in and killing it. Um, in 2008 was my best year. Didn't start, started in reserve grade. And it was because apparently I didn't excite Wayne in the trials, which is uh, bizarre. <laughs> Um, and I, my position got taken by a guy that wasn't even there the whole preseason. Like he he came in at like late December, early January. And so when I yeah when I went to Wayne, I was like, you literally promised that I could start. He's like, oh, did I? Sorry. He's like, you just didn't excite me in the trials. I was like, uh, I scored a seventy-five meter try on debut. Pretty sure that's pretty exciting. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. It, so I can understand where Schuster's coming from. You're a young fella. You 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 believed him at their word. If that is the case, look. If if it's not true, Manly didn't promise him that then he's got no leg to stand on. But I, look, I doubt they'd go public with it unless it was, um, you know, it was something that actually happened. My, I guess, if I'm Schuster, let's say he is off it, the only way I would leave Manly is if I'm going to a better club. Don't go to a club that is... Stro- like, look how many players we see at the moment that have gone from glamour clubs to bottom clubs 
and they're probably not, not enjoying their footy anywhere near. You're 20 years old. It sucks. Back your ability to fight for that sixth position. And at, at the very worst, if you are who you think you will be, a great club will take you on board as a six. You know, for example, there's a club that's purple that's looking for a six. Well, that's the thing. I reckon there'd be guys like Schuster, you and Aiken. There's a heap of guys in the NRL that'd be looking around going, fuck, wouldn't mind landing down there next year. Yeah, absolutely. And they need those positions. So now we need to go into ultra speculation mode. Ultra speculation. You know, he's, he's got a contract for the next two to three years. But, you know, clearly there is a bit of friction. Do Manly need to be concerned because of his talent and if he, and there is a six role opening up? Yeah, I guess long-term you do need to. I mean, to, to, to make this noise already, you, yeah, you have to hear and it. And there was a bit of sure. noise. Remember, there was a bit of noise initially too. Remember, yeah. he, he wouldn't re-sign and the noise was he was a bit miffed that Foran had been signed when he had kind of been told he was the next guy. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I know he has played back row last year and he's been sensational. He played a little bit in reserve grade, but I remember watching him playing growing up. He mm. was always a six. Mm. And he, was, he just, he always looked like he was going to be a six for me. And, I think as much as Schuster will play the role that his team needs, wherever it is, I think he, and I think this shows, he does want to be a six. Yep, which um, is fair, which is yeah. fair. And like we said a few months ago that, you know, I think eventually I wouldn't mind seeing them shift Jake Trevojevic up into the front row and play Josh Schuster at 13. I'd love that. I'd love, I'd that love to see him just get close to the ball and through the middle, whether it's at 5'8 or 13. Probably could get through the be. work. Do you reckon you get through the work though? Thirteen be tough. It, it would be tough. Yeah, yeah. but um, you don't want to bash him into. You don't want to bash the flair out of him. Mm. Um, I, I, I even feel like Jake Tavojevic is kind of, he works so hard. We've really lost that. Remember Jakey when he came in? He yeah. was a crazy ball player, like inside balls to Tommy. Just the best in the comp. He was the best in the comp. And now he's, he's a fucking workhorse. Um, what do you think? Do you think mainly have to be worried? I mean, he's one of the best young footballers in the competition. It doesn't matter if you sign a five-year deal, a ten-year deal, a one-year deal. There's always going to be clubs coming after you. We know contracts aren't really worth the paper they're written on these days. You can get out of them if you want to with all these different clauses. So that's always going to be a thing. The one thing that stood out for me listening to you then was was the money side of things. And this isn't saying Schuster's after more money. This isn't saying his money's after more money. They might be. But the fact that, realistically, if you're one of the top echelon of halves in the competitions or 5'8", you can demand a million dollars a season. Mm. In the back row, you can't. Mm. So when you see the manager pushing the agenda again, I'm not saying that this is what it's behind, but mm. 99 times out of 100 in NRL contracts uh, and media talk and that sort of thing and rumours, often money is behind it all. Mm. So, look, maybe he's looking down the track going, you know, I can be an extra 250, 300k year player mm. as a 5'8 rather than a back rower. Yep. Yep. And also, we like to be really clear as well, Schuster has done what's right for the team the last year and a half. Like, he has sacked... Like, he's a six. He came through as a six. He was always going to be a six. And he has... Uh, he has... You know, he's done what a rookie should do for the team. He's put the team first. He's played back row. And he's played bloody well at back row. What do you think about the situation, Matty? My question this whole time has been, what happens at training now? Like, Foran reads this in the news. Does that... Is that going to cause a little bit of awkwardness or a little Look, bit of friction I think Foran's, Foran's not dumb. He would have already known Schuster wants to be a six. That, that, I think, like... A lot of footy, footy players, people don't realise, like, we're, they're aware of what the criticisms or the pressures or... They're, they're all aware of it. It's, it, it's not a... It's not like, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't believe Schuster's going to be a six. I think Foran would know. And matter of fact, I think Foran would be actively trying to train Schuster. Um, 
you know, so it wouldn't be as simple as like foreign going, oh shit, I, you know what I mean? Initially, like to answer your question, initially I was, I was with Guru, I was like, like he hasn't even played, like why, why is this happening? But yeah, you, you've made some really good points, but I still think it's a bit odd because he hasn't played a game yet. I yeah. think it's, it's, it's a little bit weird that it's come out in the media, in my opinion anyway. Mm. I, I just doing some research then, and Maddie, maybe you can f- confirm. I think Foz is off contract at the end of this season. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, Foran's so off contract twenty twenty. That's why. That's why I mean. When I think they're trying to get, what is the direction going forward? That's why this is coming out now. Yeah. And Schuster's contracted to the end of twenty twenty four. Especially after they've just re-signed DC at the age he's at. Mm. What's to stop them from re-signing Foz mm. at thirty one? You know. So I think they will, will re-sign Foz. I think. I think they should. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. Look, I can understand where Schuster's coming from, but right now I just say, mate, bide your time. Bide your time. You're a gun back rower. At the very least, if you play the way you've been playing a back row, you're going to get a four, 500k, even maybe 600k if you start playing even better over the next coming years. Definitely a 400k contract. You're going to get that at minimum. I would just say, bide your time. You don't want to leave a good thing. You don't want to leave a good thing. And, and in my experience... When I was at the Broncos, even though they screwed me out, like they told me that I was third string winger and, and offered me the same amount as what I was on the year before, I still, even though that was unfair to me, I still should have stayed and backed myself. I should have sort of said, no, I'm going to get that fucking wing spot. Like I, and, I, and I would have because I did by the end of the year. Um, but I'd already agreed to terms or whatever with Warriors. So, yeah, interesting, interesting. I just think that, like, it's going to be tough because, like, the Manly fans are going to be, I guess, a bit frustrated at Schuster's management. But you have to understand where he's coming from. Like that, they he agreed to a contract under certain terms. Now things have changed, but it is the, the manager in this specific case. Sometimes managers, it's just like, bro, like come on, you're just pushing for more money. In this specific case, I can understand he needs clarity going forward. He's got the young guy coming through. Foreign, if he signs another year, you just don't know. So interesting times, interesting times. I can't wait to see Schuster play again. He's such a gun. And, and, and just remember, he has been playing out of position for the team's benefit. So he is a team player. He absolutely is a team player. Um, now we'll get through this quickly. Uh, Ponga resigns at the Newcastle Knights. Uh, thoughts? We'll go, Timmy, thoughts? I love it. I, I, for many reasons. Number one being that he's not playing rugby union, so mm. he's still in rugby league, which is massive for us. I love for the for the club. Um, I really thought he was going to go um, to the new venture up in Redcliffe. And... The thing about Ponga is I, I'm his biggest fan, uh, talent-wise. I think they're only scratching the surface of what he's capable of. I don't think they're utilising him well. Or I don't think they've worked out how to best use Kalen Ponga on field. But the big thing about re-signing Kalen Ponga and why I thought he was a near shoo-in for, for going out to Redcliffe mm. was... Um, it's just that star power, isn't it? And, and the face of a new organisation. The one that I always think of, to use a soccer example, is Manchester United when they signed Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Mm. And they pay these exorbitant amounts of money for him. Mm. And within like two or three days in jersey sales, they'd made that money back. Yeah. Um, so, you know, while money's not a big issue for a club like Manchester United, what they do off the field, putting bums on seats and the revenue this generates for the club, it's just massive. So while when you're paying a million dollars a season for him or whatever it is, you want results on field more than what the Knights are delivering at the moment, there's just so much more to it yeah. when you're getting a big money signing like that. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm stoked for Newcastle, Ponga, and the fact, as I said, that he's, he's not playing for the All Blacks. Mm. Guru? Yeah, I, I actually think, you know, if the number that we're hearing is true, I think it's pretty good value for KP. See, I've heard, like, Fox reported $5 million over five years initially. Yeah. But then on 360, they're going, they're talking about $1.2 $1. 2 blowing up about it. 
And so now it's it's ballooned up to 1.2. Then I even heard someone go 1.3. So like, if it is one million, I think they've done incredibly well. I think it's one million. I think it's one million. Yeah. Like that that was what was first reported. Everything else is speculation. The report. Did you get the same report? Five million dollars over That's five years. That's off, what yeah. I got. Um, so yeah, which is weird. But like as the days went on, it went up 0.1 million each day. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, I think it's the one million, and I'm just going to work off that number. I think if you looked at him on the field right now, he's worth seven fifty to eight, maybe even seven. If you're going to be real conservative with like the concern about getting games under his belt, but when you look at everything, when you look at bums on seats, when you look at potential, you have to look. Like I know we don't like to, fans don't like to. When when you sign a potential and it comes true, fans love it. Fuck, what a great deal. We're the best. How good are we? Like the Broncos with Payne Haas. When you sign a potential, it doesn't work out. Fuck, never sign a potential. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. Rah, rah. So, but you have to take into consideration potential. Uh, and he, he's absolutely right. He still hasn't scratched anywhere near the surface. I think with the off-field stuff that he is... Kalen Ponga, probably Kalen Ponga and Latrell Mitchell are two biggest names in the game. Um, Trell obviously has a much better resume, but Ponga is just a superstar. With that all into consideration, he absolutely is worth a million dollars. Like, especially to a, a club like the Knights, like, you know, they need a superstar to bring people in. Like, it's not, they have a very loyal base. We saw when they lost, you know, the wooden spoon over and over. Um, but it, it, there's, they're not a club that's flush with cash. So they need to try to find cash where they can find it. So I think a million is actually a great deal. If it's a million dollars, it's a fucking fantastic deal. What do you think? I, I'm of the belief that out of the three superstars that we've been talking about, Munster, Walsh, Ponga, in the last few weeks, he was the least likely to go because I think, I think if Munster, uh, sorry, if Ponga went to the Dolphins, it would have been a sideways move at absolute best. For example, like Munster's already won a comp, won two comps at Melbourne. Reese Walsh, um, nothing against the Warriors, but like he might want to stay in Queensland. I think it would have been a sideways or even a downgrade move for Ponga if he moved. It would have made not much sense. Um, and I love Newcastle. I'm, I'm so glad that he's staying in Newcastle because they would have gone backwards if he left straight, mm. straight up. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely stoked for Newey. You asked me six months ago, I would have said Ponga's gone. He's gone skis. Then you, then you started the season, I'm going, fuck, he's staying. Then the drama happened, I'm like, oh shit. What I will say though is like, they came out after a few people were like, the circus around it, uh, they've done themselves no favours in the Pongas. And I was like, but like the circle was, circus was manufactured. Like Ponga had time to make his decision. He actually what, ended up being a month early, about a month early or yep. three or four weeks early. Uh, like- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I understand the clauses, that's not just Pong's fault. That's Newcastle's not for putting him in there, which is understandable. They want to keep him. But, yeah, the whole hurt their reputation thing, I totally disagree. Like, I thought the, the, con- the controversy was all manufactured. It was never a quote from Ponga. It was never a quote from um, his father that I'm aware of. Did you see any, con- like, uh, controversial quotes from either of them? KP's got to take care of KP at the end of the day. 
Well, he he's literally like, an employee yep. doing what he's supposed to do. Mm. So that 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 argument, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was a manufactured controversy. And then, then for them to come out after and say their name doesn't look good because of the controversy, it's like they didn't create it. Like, if anything, you're responsible for the controversy. When Which I saw it, them talking about that on 360, I, I immediately thought everyone's going to forget it in a week anyway. Oh, everyone's going to forget this circus. This yeah. is just rugby league. But you know, know why they're going to forget it? Why? It's because nothing happened. Well, true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Not a bit. People remember the milkshake quote from Brian, uh, from Ponga because mm. it actually happened. Do you know what I'm saying? It was a quote out of his mouth. Whereas, like, what quote do you have to remember or action that Ponga did that was wrong? Nothing. Nothing. So I'm stoked for Nui, stoked for Ponga. And, you know, although Nui Knights had a really poor showing, um, he was fantastic the week before. So hopefully the, the key now, the, the problem is, not the problem, but the pressure that he will be under now will be immense so hopefully he can deliver which I think he can if there's one guy that can it's Kalen Ponga um, we'll get to that later ah, now team of the week I don't know we probably did we tell you did you did Guru tell team worded up okay sweet he's looked after me yep <coughs> so team of the week uh, initially I had drink water at fullback I thought he was fantastic then I had Edwards because I was like fuck Edwards play good then I had Papanusen because I was like holy shit Papanusen was fantastic so I got Papanusen at uh, on the wing uh, on the on the, sorry on at full boy, or fullback on the wing I had Coates and I hadn't really I'm trying to think of another winger that's really stood out for me like Ravalawa had like some good moments uh, Taylor May had some good moments I thought Mulatalo was, was quite Mulatalo was good so I'll probably go I'll probably go Coates Mulatalo uh, centers were Talakai Crichton uh, the Stephen Crichton. Uh, five eighth was uh, Munster. We had Moylan at the start. I think Moylan's been an unsung hero for the Sharkies. Uh, halfback, fuck, this was tough. I had Reynolds, Cleary, Hunt, Hughes. I don't know which one to choose. I can't choose Reynolds because you know exactly what people will say. Oh, it's because he's a fucking Broncos. Um, so Cleary, <laughs> Hughes, Hughes was outrageous yesterday. I am for now, for right now, I'm going to go hunt just because the Dragons need to fucking win. Uh, no, uh, for me, Reynolds was the clear seven of the weekend. Yeah, but I, you... I, I know, I know, like I might be biased as well because I love him, but he pulled them out of the shit. Literally, single like, handed. I also went him as well. So okay, you know with him? Calls? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll think about it before I put it up on my page. <laughs> I, 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 I know. Who I had Benny Hunt with you. You had Benny Hunt? Yeah. Okay. Like going through this side and picking halves was bloody tough. Like, there were so many who stood up this weekend. But, as you said, how badly the Dragons needed a win. Hmm. Come in as mad underdogs in one of the biggest games, close to the biggest game of the regular season. Yep. He was exceptional, mate. Hmm. Even pumping out that, I shouldn't say an accidental 40-20, but he didn't realise he was hitting it at the end of that game there, which was just clutch. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, Cunt was so... And he's been playing so good. Uh, now, uh, at prop, I had Haas, who's just fucking a joke. He is a joke, honestly. So good. Uh, I, Maguire, I kind of, like, moved in there, but I'll have to go back and uh, look at other players I had written down. But Maguire actually played on the edge. Hooker, I had Marnie. I thought he was out, out, outstanding. Uh, second row, I had Madison and Papali'i. Lock, I had Yo. Uh, and I haven't done the bench yet. What have you got to your team? Oh, I had Pappy at fullback. <coughs> my wingers, I went Coates and... I went his teammate, Nick Meany. I thought he was really good for Melbourne as well. Centres, I went Siffa and Stephen Crichton. My halves, I thought it was tough. You know, obviously, guys, like, there was a heap of guys that played incredibly well this weekend in big wins. I sort of went for the guys that were good in closer contests and mm. really stood up. So, I went Reynolds and I went Brooksy. I thought he really yeah, stood up fair. in that game the other yeah. night. So, 
Um, Haas in the front row, and um, I'm surprised you didn't mention him. I thought Corey Pakes was sensational. Yeah. Brisbane yep. at hooker. I yeah. thought he was really good. That's true. Francis Molo for St. George in the front row. Yep, he, he was, was good. massive yesterday. Uh, my second rowers, I went Papali'i and I went Colomantungi for the Bunnies. Isaiah Yo at lock for the thousandth week in a row. <laughs> my bench, I went Munster, Drinkwater, Josh Maguire and Hylam Lukey from up there at the North Queensland Cowboys. Mm. What do you got there, Timmy? Yeah, like the Lukey call. Had him in there for a little bit, changed it up. Uh, I had this written before the Storm game last night and <laughs> thought, you know, I'll make any changes if needed. Yeah. Come out and put 70 on and went, shit, you could nearly go Storm under 17, Literally. couldn't you? Uh, Papit fullback just in front of Scotty Drinkwater there. I went coach on the wing with, actually went Nofaluma, who I thought has been yeah, a little bit yeah. underwhelming the last 18 months. Uh, probably hasn't had the involvement and, and the work rate that he has. He was back to it with a few opportunities there on the weekend. I think he scored a pair of tries. Yep. Had something like 19 runs, busting tackles, looking good. Talakai at centre, freakish. Pretty stellar list of centres this week as well. Joey Manu in a losing team in a pretty low-scoring game mm. was sensational. Like He's carrying a pretty star-studded yep. rooster side on his back at the moment. Um, I don't buy into the 5-8 halfback roles these days because it's the same thing in 99% of teams. But So I've gone Hunt at 6 and Cleary at 7. I know they're both halfbacks, but you understand me. Payne Haas and Campbell Gillard in the front row. Campbell Gillard in 40 minutes, had 144 yeah. metres, 23 tackles, a line break, no misses. Uh, Reid Marnie was a standout at hooker. He was unbelievable. Yep. Papali'i and Kaloa Matangi in the back row. Uh, Isaiah Yo at lock. Bench, basically just threw halves together. Fullback, Drinky, Jerome Hughes, uh, Adam Reynolds, and then Jay Brom, just because the bench needed a middleman somewhere. <laughs> uh, any changes you would have made? Oh, no real changes. I, I thought, um, I mean, Yo was the obvious standout for lock, but I thought Josh King, he punched out 72 yeah. minutes for Melbourne. So he was yeah, great. Well. But other than that, I, the other winger we forgot was um, Nofaluma. He was quite good as well. Yeah, Nofaluma was fantastic, actually. He'll probably get me spot. Coatson. Yeah, it's tough. It's, team of the week is so hard. Because the hard thing is as well, is like a lot of fans only watch their game. Yeah. So they're like, what the fuck? My winger had three fucking tries and 20 tackle yeah. breaks. What are you talking about? And it's like, well, sorry, this bloke had fucking 40 tackle breaks and six tries. And they're like, oh, fair enough then, fair enough. Oh, I think this week was the hardest because so many teams won by so much. There's a couple of teams that made big comebacks and there was really close games where guys in positions that stood up had guys in other games that won by 40 or 70 in some cases. So yeah. made it really difficult. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 